The dynamic ministry of Pastor Mark has blessed hundreds of lives across the globe. In this message, you'll be informed by the Word of God, reformed by the love of God, and transformed by the power of God as Pastor Mark takes us through a journey of the revealed Word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, the Word. Shalom everybody. Thank God it's Wednesday. God bless you so much for tuning into this week's edition of your favorite weekly podcast, the Wednesday podcast. Shall we share a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we are grateful for such a time as this. We ask that you will inform us by your word, reform us by your love, conform us to your will and Transform us by your power. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And the saints of God would say a believing amen. Hallelujah. At this juncture, I would entreat you to get your Bible, your notepad, your writing pad, or any instrument that would aid you to take down some notes because I believe that the Lord is going to be speaking to us in a jiffy. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to begin by saying that prosperity is one of the most misconstrued concepts in this generation. Many mistaking many things for prosperity. Our understanding of prosperity has been limited to luxury, fame, designer clothes, latest cars and phones to say the least. Now, inasmuch as these things in themselves are not evil, sadly, they have become the standard of measuring prosperity. It is a sad reality that this generation's understanding of prosperity has been limited to just designer clothes, designer bags, designer shoes, vacations, luxury the latest phone, the latest everything. And like I said in the beginning, in as much as these things are not bad or evil in themselves, they are a shallow concept of what prosperity actually is. And that brings me to the question, what is true prosperity? What is true prosperity? Now, I define prosperity as the sum of the spiritual and physical well-being of a person. The total or the sum of the spiritual and physical well-being of a person. What is prosperity? Prosperity is the progressive well-being of the spirit, soul and body of a person. So when we talk about prosperity, we are not just talking about luxury, we are not just talking about fame, we are not just talking about designer clothes, latest cars and phones, we are talking about the sum or the total of your physical and the spiritual well-being, a state or a condition of overall physical and spiritual well-being of a person, that in my opinion 
is true prosperity what is true prosperity true prosperity is the progressive well-being of the spirit the soul and the body of a person so any kind of prosperity that gives emphasis to your body is a fraction of what prosperity actually is because true prosperity will transcend body and it will affect or affect your soul and your spirit true prosperity affects the totality of your being now that takes us to third john chapter 1 verse 2 third john chapter 1 verse 2 the bible says beloved i pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers beloved i pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers now the writer chooses his words carefully in this text you can see that it began by i pray that you may prosper and so the phrase may prosper suggests to you and i that prosperity is conditional prosperity is a choice when you read deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 15 the bible says and god said to the children of israel i set before you this day life and death prosperity and destruction and so ladies and gentlemen prosperity is a choice prosperity is an option you can choose to prosper and you can equally choose otherwise hallelujah that you may prosper may prosper in all things in all things so prosperity must affect all things prosperity must transcend body it must affect spirit and soul prosperity cannot be partial if it is partial we have to find another name for it because it is not prosperity especially from a biblical standpoint if it is not affecting spirit and soul and it is only affecting body we need to find another diction for it because that is in prosperity so he says that you may prosper in all things in all things and be in health even as or just as your soul prospers hallelujah so from the verse above like i said the term in all things also means that prosperity has many sides sectors and segments the phrase in all things means that prosperity is multifaceted it is multicolored it has many sides it has many segments it has many sectors and that brings us to the seven dimensions of true prosperity the seven dimensions of prosperity i wish that you prosper in all things in all things so we are talking about what the seven dimensions of prosperity brothers and sisters the first dimension of prosperity is what i call physiological prosperity can you say that with me physiological prosperity 
Now, what is physiological prosperity? It is the state of absolute health and overall physical well-being. The state or the condition of absolute health. I want to believe God that you may have come across the phrase that says that health is wealth. Hallelujah. Health is wealth. When a man is in good standing, when a man has a good health status, it is a dimension of prosperity. It is when a man gets ill and is admitted at the hospital and then charges are being meted out to him or her in order to restore health. Then the person discovers that my health was worth this amount of money. So, for example, someone goes to the hospital and then drugs are prescribed and let's say these drugs are worth $100. It means that all the time you were healthy, your health was probably worth more than $100. Your sickness is only telling you how much your health is worth. So, ladies and gentlemen, health is prosperity. And the sad reality is that this generation does not pay attention to physiological prosperity. People are interested in doing every other thing and don't really pay attention to their health. They pay attention to every other thing with the exception of their health. And, you know, many believers are victims of this. Pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers, apostles, singers, to mention but a few, rarely pay attention to their health because of um, the fact that, you know, they want to believe that they are healthy in Christ and everything that comes with it, which is very, very true. But it still demands that or wisdom demands that you pay attention to your health. Hallelujah. So physiological prosperity is of primary importance. We need to take care of our health. It is a dimension of prosperity. The second kind of prosperity is what I call relational prosperity relational prosperity what then is relational prosperity relational prosperity is the state of having quality and productive relationships quality and productive relationships relational prosperity can you know affect many areas of your life we are talking about family we are talking about you know courtship we are talking about marriage we are talking about mentorship apprenticeship discipleship these are all dimensions of relations and a man is said to be relationally prosperous when he or she is surrounded by quality and productive relationships ladies and gentlemen it is very very important that you pay attention to the kind of relationship that exists in your life because relational prosperity can affect other areas of your life or other parts or other sectors of prosperity that you are trying to seek hallelujah and so it is very very important the people within your circle the people you relate with on a daily basis praise the lord for example a man that marries a wrong woman or a, a bad wife or a woman that marries a bad husband is going to suffer now this default in relational prosperity can affect your physiological prosperity it can affect your health hallelujah 
So there is no kind of prosperity that is a standalone or an island. Every dimension of prosperity requires another dimension of prosperity in order for it to be sustained. So physiological prosperity is not a standalone. Your health depends on other factors of your life. If you are with me, say Amen. So quality and productive relationships. Now let me tell you this. Whatever money can buy, relationship can buy. Whatever money can get you, relationship can. There are people living in houses they didn't build, driving cars they didn't buy, working in places they didn't apply for, enjoying certain benefits they didn't request for, and all of this are happening on the backdrop of quality relationships. If you are with me, say Amen. The third dimension of prosperity is what I call overall prosperity. What is overall prosperity? Now, overall prosperity is the combination and active engagement of the various dimensions of prosperity in their right proportions. So, overall prosperity is the kind of prosperity where everything in your life is working. Every area of your life is experiencing progress. Every area of your life is enjoying success. There are people that are partially successful, you know, they are financially successful but their marriages are not working. There are people whose finances are okay but their health is not okay. There are people who have good health statuses but their marriages are collapsing. There are people with good health statuses, their finances are bankrupt. There are people, you know, who have good uh, marital statuses but their spirituality is, how do you call it, depleting. And so overall prosperity touches all the vital areas of your life. And I, it is my prayer that the Lord would bring you and I into realms of overall prosperity. If you are with me, say Amen. The fourth dimension of prosperity is what we call spiritual prosperity. Spiritual prosperity. And in my opinion, this is the pivot of all dimensions of prosperity. Spiritual prosperity harnesses all these dimensions and ensures that your life is progressive as it should according to the plan of God. So what then is spiritual prosperity? Spiritual prosperity is a state of having an effective and efficient relationship with God. In a layman's language, this is spiritual prosperity. Having what? An effective and efficient relationship with God. Now, this condition would bring about certain results. Spiritual prosperity has to do with prayer. Prayer is a sign that you have a healthy relationship with God. Um, evangelism and every other thing, every other attribute that, you know, is accorded spirituality. You will find out that a person's life begins to portray these attributes as a testament that they have an effective and efficient relationship with God. If you are with me, say Amen. So this is spiritual prosperity, where your work with God is progressive. There are people whose work with God is in the past. I used to be very prayerful. I used to be very, very, you know, passionate. I used to be a very effective evangelist. I used to be a serious intercessor. I used to be a very good teacher of the word. Every testament or every testimony of their spirituality is in the past. That is not spiritual prosperity. Spiritual prosperity is progressive. Hallelujah. And so it is my prayer also 
that the Lord will bring us into realms of having an effective and efficient work with Him in the name of Jesus. Then we have psychological prosperity. Psychological prosperity. What then is psychological prosperity? Psychological prosperity is a state of continuous mental transformation. It is a state of what? Continuous transformation of the soul. What did the writer say in 3 John 1 verse 2? He says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Your soul prospers. This is psychological prosperity. The kind of prosperity that has to do with progressive intellectual advancement. Your thinking pattern is, how do you call it, developing. Your mental faculties are being exercised. And sadly, many Christians are not working in psychological prosperity. Everything is based and, you know, hammered on spirituality to the neglect of the transformation of the mind. Romans chapter 12 from verse 1 and 2. What does the Bible say? It says, Be ye not conformed to the standards of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewal of the mind, the constant renewing of the mind through the spirit and the letter of the word, subjecting your thoughts to the mind of Christ to a point that you also begin to have the mind of Christ. That is psychological transformation. It just doesn't end with the word. Trainings, retrainings, you know, going for certificate programs and developing your soul, investing in your soul. It is what? Psychological prosperity. And if you are a child of God, this is one dimension of prosperity you cannot negotiate. You must develop psychologically. You must prosper psychologically. There is a way your psychology can even limit the move of God. Because God is spirit. God is spirit. And God takes the shape of your mind. When God enters into your body, you know, like liquid in a bottle. Once you pour liquid into a bottle, it takes the shape of the bottle. So when God comes into your mind or into your life, he takes the shape of your thinking. That is why the Bible says, as a man thinks, so he is. God cannot do beyond your mind. Your mind is one of God's greatest limitations in your life. So if you want to expand the capacity of God in your life, expand your psychology. Hallelujah. Amen. Then we have number six, economic prosperity. This is the most popular kind of prosperity in this generation. This one has to do with wealth, riches, economics, um, investment, you know, um, stock and everything financial, everything economic. Hallelujah. This has to do with how much you have in your bank account. And ladies and gentlemen, sadly, this generation shallowly believes that once you have economic prosperity, even if your psychology, how do you call it? Your psychology is bankrupt. Your spirituality is bankrupt. Your, you know, um, relationship bankrupt. Your physiology bankrupt. It is okay. This generation believes as long as you have money, you drive a nice car, you look good, you are prosperous. That is a defeated mentality. Hallelujah. Then, of course, finally, we have resource prosperity. Hallelujah. 
what is resource prosperity now resource prosperity is geography specific are you with me so resource prosperity has to do with what the abundance of natural resources in a locality it could be a town a city or a nation so as um you go or you travel around the world several nations are blessed with several resources natural resources that is resource prosperity hallelujah and so ladies and gentlemen this in my opinion are the seven dimensions of prosperity the first is what physiological it has to do with your health it says beloved i pray that you may prosper and in all things and be in health be in health that is what physiological prosperity then we have relational prosperity i want you to take note that the verse begins with beloved beloved which means that the writer was speaking to a certain kind of people that are loved in christ he was speaking to a certain kind of people that he had a very good relationship with relationships are key hallelujah that is what we call what relational prosperity all the relationships that define your life then we have overall prosperity hallelujah so the writer says that you may prosper in all things overall prosperity then we have spiritual prosperity he says i pray that you may prosper you need let me let me put across this disclaimer there are many that are said that prosperity is not connected to prayer because they always want to cite examples that the most prosperous people or nations or economies are not the most prayerful and by this little exposition you have come to understand that some of these nations we portray as successful are successful in certain areas but are lacking in other areas hallelujah prayer is fundamental to prosperity because spirituality is the anchor and the pivot of all dimensions of prosperity if you are with me say amen hallelujah then of course we have physiological sorry we have psychological prosperity he says what just as your soul prospers that is psychological prosperity of course we have economic prosperity and resource prosperity i want to proceed by saying that prosperity is the will of god for every man every family every community and every nation prosperity is the will of god the will of god hallelujah and even though god desires that you and i prosper much more his desire is that we prosper in righteousness god wants every man to prosper but above that he desires that you and i prosper in righteousness hallelujah so taking us back to third john chapter 1 verse 2 the bible says beloved i pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers and so according to third john chapter 1 verse 2 there are two checkpoints that you need to be mindful of once you embark on the journey of becoming prosperous i don't think there is any human being on the face of the earth that does not want to prosper and so in as much as we want to prosper sometimes at all costs we have to be mindful of these two checkpoints like a driver driving on a highway on you know several locations you would find checkpoints you would find certain road signs that alert you of what is ahead these road signs are supposed to check you and ensure that you arrive safely so god doesn't want you to prosper and go to hell 
the kind of prosperity that wouldn't lead to peace is not the kind of prosperity that God wishes for you. The Bible says, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and adds no sorrow. So God wants you to be prosperous minus sorrow. What are these two checkpoints? Number one is health check. There are two checkpoints on the highway to prosperity you must check. Depending on the kind of prosperity you seek, you must be mindful of your health. So the Bible says, I desire that you may prosper in all things and be in health. And be in health. Make sure that in your quest to becoming prosperous, it is not to the detriment of your health. There are many things that this generation is exposed to in their quest to becoming prosperous that is detrimental and destructive to their health. There are many people that have lost their lives in an attempt to become prosperous because they didn't check or they didn't take this checkpoint. Your health is very important. Any quest of prosperity that is, you know, deteriorating your health, you need to look at it again. You need to really, really pay attention to it. What is the essence of gaining the whole world and losing your soul? The Bible says, What shall it profit a man to harness, to gain, to accumulate the whole world and in the end lose your soul? It doesn't make sense, does it? Does it make sense to spend on your, all your life making money and in your old age you can't even spend your money in peace? You spend all your strength and everything and of course, most of these happen when we don't seek prosperity in righteousness. Because the kind of prosperity that is sought in righteousness would not have deteriorative effects on your health. Make sure you are checking your health. No matter what it is you seek, make sure you prioritize your health. Number two is that you must check your soul. So the first one is health check. The second one is soul check. Soul check. So the Bible says that I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul, your soul prospers. So like I cited before, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? You must have a soul check. How is this thing affecting my soul? What makes up your soul, your will, your emotions and your intellect? your will your emotions and your intellect so any quest to prosper that takes away your will there are many things that the prosperity that satan proposes does one of the things that satanic prosperity or unrighteous prosperity does is that it takes away your willpower so there are people that go for blood money and all of that and it comes with certain conditions your will is literally taken you are asked what to do, when to do it, where to do it, how to do it. And all of these things are targeted at taking your will. Something that even God wouldn't do. Praise the Lord. Then your emotions. Any form of prosperity that punctures your emotions, you have to watch it carefully. And of course, the final one. The kind of prosperity that does not, you know, um, align or it's not in parallel with your intelligence. Someone says bring a lizard and become a billionaire. How does that, you know, 
relate to your intelligence. Bring a lizard and be a billionaire. If a lizard is all you need to be a billionaire, then the lizard itself would have been a billionaire. So it means that some of these appearances of prosperity only, you know, are targeted at those who are not wise, who are not intelligent. There are certain appellations of prosperity that, you know, the rational man or woman wouldn't go in for because it is not intelligent. It doesn't make sense. Am I saying that there are things that God will ask you to do as a child of God which will not make sense? Of course. But these things I'm talking about, they even defeat the rationale of the gospel. You have to be very careful. It is called a soul check. Hallelujah. And so God desires that you and I prosper in a way that won't affect our health negatively and destroy our souls ultimately. Any prosperity that does not stem from God will damage your health and destroy your soul. Any kind of prosperity that does not proceed from God will damage your health and destroy your soul ultimately because the primary target of the devil is your soul. Satan is after your soul. Hallelujah. Presently, ladies and gentlemen, many people, especially the youth, are ready to do anything anywhere anytime anyhow to have an appearance of prosperity to the detriment of their health and the destruction of their souls the youth of this generation will do anything anywhere anytime anyhow just to have an appearance of prosperity and many times what they seek is economic prosperity to the detriment of their physiological prosperity, to the detriment of key relationships, to the detriment of their spirituality, their relationship with God, even to the detriment of their psychology. Hallelujah. It is something that we need to be mindful of. Hallelujah. We need to be mindful of the fact that after prosperity, there is posterity. After prosperity, there is prosperity. So, what most of these ritualists do is that they give you wealth and tell you you have three years to spend the money. It means that posterity is not in view. You have no future anymore. Irrespective of the kind of prosperity you seek, always be eternity conscious. Be conscious of your future. God may forgive you for your sins, but the police will not forgive you when they arrest you. God will forgive you but the judge will not forgive you. God will forgive you, but the sickness may kill you. God will forgive you, but that damage on your body, that scar will be with you for the rest of your life. God forgives, but men don't forgive. You need to be mindful that after prosperity, there is posterity. If you are with me, say Amen. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 1, verse 32, reading from the King James Version. We are taking the B part. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 32 B. The prosperity of fools shall destroy them. The prosperity of fools will do what? It will destroy them. There is a kind of prosperity that destroys. Oh yes, there is a kind of prosperity that destroys. A kind of prosperity that maims. A kind of prosperity that is disastrous. This kind of prosperity is what the Bible calls the prosperity of fools. 
this type of prosperity is unrighteous and ungodly. The end of this kind of prosperity is shame, strange illnesses, struggles, untold struggles, and untimely death. It is called the prosperity of fools. The kind of prosperity that is not, that is what? Unrighteous, ungodly, unwise. The end of this kind of prosperity will make you a fool. In the end, you will look like a fool to your generation. You will look like a fool to your peers. You will look like a fool even to your enemies. Why? Because you sought after the kind of prosperity that does not stem out of God. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above, comes from God. So if it is not coming from God, number one, it is not good. Number two, it is not perfect. We need to be mindful. There is a kind of prosperity that destroys. There are several stories on the internet of how young ladies were killed and chopped like pieces of meat because they were seeking after prosperity, unrighteous prosperity. How would their parents feel seeing their daughter's picture on the internet and the caption is that their daughter was chopped to pieces? That girl before her generation is a fool. That young man that went for rituals and became mad in the end. In the end, he is a fool. That one whose life ended premature, in the end, is a fool. That one suffering from that, you know, chronic illness because of indulgence in the illicit and the unrighteous, in the end, is a fool. People may not say it, but behind the scenes, they see the foolishness. They see how unwise you were. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to be very careful. There are many appearances of prosperity, but in disguise, it is prosperity of fools. In the end, it will make you a fool. To your generation, it will make you a fool. My prayer is that the Lord will deliver you and I and every other youth out there from the prosperity that destroys, the prosperity of fools, the prosperity that brings to the detriment of health and the destruction of soul. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not God's plan for us. Let's read Job chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3 in conclusion. Job chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3. This time around, I'm reading from the message translation. Job was a man who lived in the land of Uz. He was honest inside and out. A man of his word who was totally devoted to God and hated evil with a passion. Verse 3. He was the most influential man in the East. Hallelujah. This is prosperity in righteousness. This is true prosperity. The kind of prosperity that is all around. The Bible says that Job was an honest man inside and out. A man of his word who was totally devoted to God and hated evil with a passion. To an extent that he attracted the envy of Satan. Until Satan envies you, you are not prosperous. Until your prosperity becomes a headache for the devil, you are not prosperous. You may be rich, but you are not prosperous. You may be famous, but you are not prosperous. Because prosperity is, is a headache to the enemy. And we saw how Satan went to God and began to beckon on God to do something about Job because his prosperity was afflicting him. His prosperity was causing him sleepless nights. And that was why the devil said, I've been walking to and fro. I cannot sit down. This guy's prosperity is not, is giving me trauma. Sleepless night. I can't sit. 
and that is why I'm walking to and fro. And the Bible attests that Job was prosperous in all things. In all things, his relationship with God notwithstanding, God Himself testifying. So it is pros- how do you call it possible? Unlike this generation has painted it, it is possible to be righteous and prosperous. It is possible to be holy and prosperous. It is possible to be honest and prosperous. It is possible to be just and prosperous. Oh yes, unlike this generation has painted it, that if you are not deceitful, if you are not cunning, if you are not unrighteous, if you are not illicit, you can't prosper. It is a lie from the pit of hell. You can be righteous and prosperous. You can be holy and prosperous. At least Job has given us a track record of that. Hallelujah. God desires that like Job, we prosper in righteousness. And this is what we call true prosperity. The kind of prosperity that affects every area of your life. Your relationship with God notwithstanding. Wherever you are, begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray wherever you are. Melikova bandigi balakatayas. Libando shidi bakaya. Zelemandu vari kapayas. Spirit of the Lord, we give you praise. We exalt your holy name. We honor you, O God. Your word says that you desire the prosperity of your servant. Your word says in Zechariah that your city's true prosperity shall spread. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Your word says in Genesis 39 that you were with Joseph and he prospered. Even as a slave, he prospered in the house of Potiphar. Lord, we know you are taking us far. You know your plan for us is good and not of evil, to give us a future and an end. We thank you, O God, for your grace has been released, your mercy is abundant, and your favor has been lavishly poured upon us, that we may prosper and bring glory to your name. Our prosperity is to your name alone. Our prosperity is to bring glory to your name and to advance your kingdom and your cause. We give you praise wherever you are begin to pray. Thanks for listening. We hope you were blessed by this message. For this and more, follow Pastor Mark on Instagram and Facebook. And remember to share this message with friends and loved ones. Stay connected. We celebrate you.